This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunners all back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show joining you at 8am every single day despite our pain and suffering every single day so please if you haven't done so already do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on as well so you never miss a show. We're less than 250 subs away from 30,000 if you could really help us out by If you aren't subscribed, get your mates to subscribe, get your aunties to subscribe, your granddad, just anyone, anyone possible, get them to hit subscribe. We know after yesterday's show that people are using family members as collateral to try and get questions asked. We may as well now use them for subs. So let's let's get the family members <laughs> through the subscribe account. Come on, guys. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's scroll up and see who was first. Joel, good evening from New Zealand. Good evening to you, mate. Harvey, good morning to you. Uh, oh, where's Matt G? Matt G isn't anywhere to be seen. Jacob, Dave, Kevin, uh, G Norberg. Good morning to Marcus. Good morning to Tony. Good morning to Adam. Uh, scroll down. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Matt G's right there. Liam uh, Moksh. We've got Roger. We've got uh, Dave Lennon. We've got Runs of Cows. Let's scroll down a little bit further. Uh, we've got Marcus. We've got Kevin. We've got Matt Medhurst. We've got uh, Napa Fire. We've got Adam Hollier, too. Uh, Gerald. Good morning to you, Gerald. Uh, we've got Mikel and, uh, and we've got Wesley too. And we've got plenty more of this. Nearly 300 of you already tuning in. Please, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the Arsenal way of where I will be live. Once again, uh, it's, it's been five days on uh, this week. Usually I've kind of a, a scenario where I have like one day off here, one day off there. But no, I've got a couple of days off tomorrow and Saturday. So uh, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the Arsenal way. I'll be bringing you plenty of more content as we get to the closer part of the end of the window as well. Uh, so I'll be there at 9.30 as per with Chris to be discussing all the latest Arsenal news. So make sure you tune in when you can. Um, we kick off today's news, however, with information regarding Jack Wilshere, who, interestingly, uh, I think that when we talk about players that 
threatened to sign up to a club. Uh, <laughs> there was always the fear that Arsenal may go down the route of signing up Jack Wilshere. I was never that keen on the idea. That's not a disparaging to, to Jack in any way. I just don't think that it's the right level, the right team for him. Uh, and he supposedly is attracting plenty of interest now from clubs in the championship. AEK Athens are also said to be interested in Wilshere too. Hopefully this means that he'll get a, uh, a move before the end of the window. He is actually meant to travel with the squads to Dubai, um, but uh, obviously will leave the squad if the opportunity to take a move somewhere else and play turns up. So fingers crossed to him. Uh, let's go on to our next story. Uh, if this thing will change over, there we go. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, very interestingly is Aubameyang looking specifically uh, at one of those players that could yet leave between now and the end of the window. We have obviously been in a situation where Aubameyang has not, you know, not threatened to to move on. Um, but there's a situation where we find ourselves in, in kind of two minds about what we should do. And what I mean by that is that there's the situation where we might see him leave. And in that case, if Arsenal don't sign a striker then we're going to be in big trouble because we are going to be a, you know, we're going to be a, an injury for Lacazette away from Nketiah. And in that case, you're finding yourselves in a very, very difficult situation. Uh, let's just move you out. Um, in regards to what we might find later down the line, we might find a situation where he moves on. We get a lot of money through the door because not money through the door necessarily, but wages definitely saved. And we also find a situation where you're, it's, it's really frustrating to get my head around the idea of letting a Bamiyan go when we may not bring in a striker. It's my feeling that we won't do that. I don't think we're going to bring in a striker. Um, I don't think it's going to happen between now and the end of the window. I don't see enough quality out there that is accessible to Arsenal. You're not going to spend the money on Isaac. You're not going to be able to bring in Jonathan David. You're not going to bring you're not going to be able to bring in anything. What you are going to be able to bring in, however, is a situation where a player or I say a player, it could be a loan player, so it doesn't even equate to something that's going to give us enough quality. What we do and what we may find is that Aubameyang leaves and that money that we save through his wages, which could equate to something like 12 million quid going through to the summer, that could really help Arsenal in regards to bringing in that marquee striker in the summer. So do you understand what I'm saying? I think we're in a situation where Aubameyang's departure is purely wrapped around the idea of us bringing someone in. Uh, I'm going to be looking certainly at a situation where Aubameyang should be moved on if we can bring someone in. But if we can't, it may be too risky to keep him at the club. Uh, Olu says, uh, at this point, honestly, don't think he is any better than Eddie and Ketia, which, you know... Pfft, it is what it is. Uh, let's move on to the next story, which is Arta Cabral. Uh, Arta Cabral obviously linked with a move. Uh, <sighs> this is a really frustrating story because he's worth around 60 million euros, is Arta Cabral. He's a player that we all know I've been looking at and liking since I've ever, since watching him in the last kind of month or so. 27 goals in 31 games for Basel. And now looks like he's going to join Fiorentina in a deal that's worth effectively nothing. Like 16 million euros to Arsenal is not a lot of money at all. 
whatsoever. And if Arsenal don't bring in a striker this window, we'll look back at this deal and we'll think, why didn't we just chuck the 10 million quid that it would have taken to sign him? Bring him in. He's a good option to even be a starting striker, could prove himself. And if he isn't, you know, it's not enough money that makes a huge amount of difference to Arsenal in the summer. And then they've got their backup for when Lacazette and Nketiah leaves, Aubameyang leaves, and you've got a marquee striker in the summer, you've got Arta Cabra, and you've got following Balogun. And that as a group is, is really strong. So I'm fingers crossed anyway, hoping that we find a situation where it changes, but it's not going to because he's going to go to Fiorentina. Uh, Vishal says, Tom, it's almost done. It's criminal letting this one slide by. If he says, I thought Arsenal Cabra was going to Barca. I can't believe Arsenal didn't go for him. Nico says, Cabra is a good player. I've been watching him tear down the Swiss League week in, week out. Fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed something changes, but it's not going to. Um, Arsenal seemingly never really were looking to bring him in. Uh, despite there being reports of interest, it's never really been something that the main lines have expected us to move for. But he's going to be Dusan Vlaovic's replacement at Fiorentina from the looks of things. So best of luck to him. Maybe Arsenal can go for him when he's worth 80 million euros. Matt Turner appears to be the closest player by any means um, to be a player that we could could be looking to sign before now and the end of the window. That's according to Matt uh, Byron Adams uh, of Matt. Matt, Brian, man, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but someone on Twitter uh, saying that he's basically the closest that we have got uh, to a deal right now. And that there are no other Mark, man, Brian's. There we go. Thank you. Sorry, Mark, uh, of the Press Association. Um, I always get his names the wrong way around. But uh, he's making it basically clear that Arsenal aren't close to any kind of signing whatsoever. But the only signing that they are close to doing is uh, bringing in Matt Turner from New New England Revolution. It's a signing that we'll need because, you know, Bert Leno is going to go at some point. So we know that's going to happen. And he's a very decent backup goalkeeper as an option for us. And getting into the North American market is never a bad thing, considering the level of talent that's certainly coming out of the MLS and the CSL in the future, we imagine, as well. So fingers crossed we get this one done, but it's not exactly inspiring. Now, another player that's being linked and Arsenal face competition for is Atletico uh, Mineros Savio. Now, we've talked about this young 17-year-old winger before. He's a player that Arsenal are said to be interested in. He's also a player that the Red Bull group are interested in. By the Red Bull group, we've got uh, a team in Brazil called Red Bull. Um, oh, I can't remember the name. It begins with B, um, but it's a Red Bull team. Red Bull Salzburg, RB Leipzig, the Red Bull group. You know who they are. Uh, are looking Red Bull, uh, New York Red Bulls as well, of course. Uh, are looking at Savio. And for me, it's interesting because I feel like the Red Bull group are arguably the best scouters of young talent in the world. I mean, you struggle to find a team that identify better young talent than them. They've got amazing scouts. They've got a brilliant track record of developing players and selling them on for a huge profit. Uh, I think that this is the opportunity for Arsenal to get ahead of the queue, if you know what I mean. Arsenal need to stop putting themselves in a position where we're having to buy from Salzburg or from Leipzig or from Fiorentina. Instead, we're going to Partizan Belgrade to get the Dusan Vlaoviches of the future. We're going to Atletico Monero and we're going and getting a player like Savio ahead of the curve, bringing him into the youth team. This is a deal that I think that whilst I don't know loads about the guy, it gives you a good indication of how highly rated he is when the Red Bull group are looking at a player. So if Arsenal can convince him to sign 
then great because I think it gives you all the indication that we need that he's going to be a star for the future. John says, maybe spend that striker money on Red Bull Scouts. It's not a bad shout, is it? They are very good at their job. Uh, fingers crossed Arsenal can get this one done. Uh, a very, very intriguing link with the days left of the window is Gakpo, uh, or Cody Gakpo, uh, the PSV Dutch winger, a player that I know Clive is a huge fan of. Scored plenty of goals, got plenty of assists in the area of VZ. And what's previously interesting, the likes of Bayern Munich, Arsenal are said to be interested. Liverpool have also got an interest in the player. Um, if Arsenal can get this guy in, I think he'd be a perfect replacement for for Nicolas Pepe, although, you know, playing on the left or the right. But I think he's a player that would add plenty to Arsenal team. Clive, I know, likes him because he feels like he could be someone that could be transformed into a central player because of his height, because of his speed, his finishing ability. Um, but PSV will ask for a significant fee. And is it really the position that we need before the end of the window? I'm not sure that it is. Um, but we'll wait and see what happens. And fingers crossed, it's a deal that Arsenal can either do now or in the summer because he's a player that would provide Arsenal with plenty of quality in the wide area. Now, Bruno Gimoraes, I believe, is our penultimate story of the day. Again, looks very close to signing for Newcastle. Interestingly, Leon did come out yesterday with a statement claiming that no agreement with Newcastle had yet been made. Make of that what you will. I feel like that's just, I think that may be a little tactical of uh, Olas trying to get other teams in to, to kind of create a bidding war. I'd love Arsenal to get involved and to get involved in a bidding war because I'd love to see Bruno Gimolaj brought in. His quality midfielder would upgrade on what we have. But what's really frustrating about this deal is seeing him go for £33 million to a team that could still go down. The hope will be that Newcastle get relegated and we can sign him on a relegation clause that will be hopefully activated should it be included in his contract. But seeing Gimoraes in the Championship next season would be a pretty horrible sight. I can't get my head around it. I don't really understand if we're going for midfielders like Artur that we clearly are interested in while we wouldn't go and spend some money on Bruno Gimolaj, but it is what it is. And uh, we'll see what happens with this, but it's a real frustrating and sad story for me. Our final story of the day revolves around Artur Mella, your Brazilian midfielder again for Juventus. David Ornstein reporting yesterday that whilst Edu and Juventus agreed an 18-month loan deal with an option of €40 million Euros to buy, the Arsenal hierarchy are said to have basically blocked this. They're not too keen on this. Now, a lot of people have been asking, who is the Arsenal hierarchy? And it's a very broad term. This could include Vinay, it could include Richard Garlick, it could include Josh Kroenke, Tim Lewis, if you like. Some people thought that maybe Arteta could be included in this, but Arteta is known to be a, a fan of Artur. He likes the player and, you know, Arsenal wouldn't have been going after him if, uh, if Arsenal weren't interested or Arteta wasn't keen on him in the first place. But the Arsenal hierarchy are said to be the ones that have stepped in at this point to stop this deal from happening. Look, I don't think the midfield is a huge priority this window as opposed to striker. It's certainly a position that I'd like to see a strengthen in, but striker is absolutely the number one concern for me. By Wolves, we'll have back Partey and Jacka and Lakonga and Elneny and Patino will all be available as possible options for the midfield. So it's not like we're going to be short in that position anymore. But what we will be short in in that position is real quality. I like Artur. I think he's a good player. I think he would add plenty to our team. The problem with Artur is that he's a player that he's a player that I feel anyway um, needs time to adjust. 
He's a player that will need some matches and regular matches anyway to kind of get into the swing of things. And maybe that's why the 18 months has been pushed in Arsenal's direction. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, I, I'm not hopeful of this one crossing the line. And I grow increasingly and incre- decreasingly confident in Arsenal's ability to sign anyone still. But you never know. Things do change. Arsenal have pulled things out of the bag in the past. Partey, Tomiyasu, etc. Let's see what happens. (laughs) Let's go to the question box. The question box, the chat box for your questions is the right order of those words. Uh, And yeah, if you've got any, throw them in there and we'll get to it. There's over 800 of you watching. If you haven't done so already, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. Okay, we start off with a super chat from the real Yanis, who says, Medi, Taremi, Abamyang swap, read about, read about it today. Have you heard anything about it? I saw what you saw. Uh, <laughs> I saw what you saw. Um, now, when I type this in on Google, uh, let's have a look. Arsenal could potentially, this is on Sport Mole. Uh, who have quoted the Twitter account that we've all seen in the last couple, last month called Canary Leaks. Is this the Arsenal Bell 2.0? Well, it is very interesting that at the moment, uh, an account that has been active, that has, that has 11 tweets. They joined in December of 2021 and they have 11 tweets. Um. And I think that, and I, I have a, I have a weird suspicion that this is someone being very clever, very, very clever. Um, but it is with frustration that you've seen uh, already a account or a website being Sports Mole use this. Now the report claims, or Canary Leaks claims that Arsenal have opened discussions about a possible swap deal with Mediterrami uh, of Porto and Aubameyang going in the other direction. Now, don't get me wrong. Mediterrami is a good player. And I think that if I'd have seen this on any other website, I would have given its due diligence. I would have been a little bit confused. Maybe a loan deal I think makes a lot of sense, but the age profile doesn't suit a, a buy but maybe for the last six months of the season, it actually does make a bit of sense to kind of just give Arsenal that extra push. I would have no issue. in the, like, if, Let's hypothetically consider this as, as a genuine link, that the Mediterranean is genuinely linked with the move to Arsenal. For six months, it's a very decent deal. He scores goals. He adds different characteristics to Arsenal's team. And for six months, he could be quite good. But I have a lot of scepticism about the realism of this story. As any sensible person should. It comes from a Twitter account that was created a month ago that's got some information spot on. We know that things get out. We know that our our good pal, the gerbil, just got some good information from a source, turned out to be right, and you saw what happened with that. So, by the way, the gerbil says the Harry Kane's a cheat. So, what do I think? I've personally heard nothing. People around me and my colleagues have heard nothing about this as far as I'm aware, right now. So it would be very strange if it turns out to be true. But in a theoretical situation, I'd take him on a six-month loan deal because he scores goals and we need goals. Game Boy says, thoughts on Arsenal being linked with Ozymen. Now, 
I reported on this story uh, for FL last night because of the story coming through from Football Italia. Now, to clear up what this story is, this is a story by Gazzetta della Sport claiming that uh, Napoli would be interested in letting Aussie men go uh, and are claiming that supposedly a bid of around 70 million euros would be enough. Now, Football Italia have taken this story and suggested that Arsenal could be interested in the player or could go for the player. The original article by Gazette della Sport does not suggest Arsenal, as far as I'm aware, whatsoever. Football Italia are the outlet that have made the link to Arsenal. Gazette della Sport are not the outlet that have made the link to Arsenal. Newcastle have been credited with genuine interest in the player. Arsenal have only been suggested to be interested in the player. Look, if Arsenal could sign him, he'd be a very good option for us. I just find it a bit strange that they bought him for 80 million euros and they're willing to sell him supposedly for 70 million euros. Yes, there's an investigation into the inflated transfer fees of which Ozimen is supposedly one of that saw four youth players from Napoli join Lille in the deal. Um, but still, it, it seems a bit odd. I mean, Juventus have been investigated about the Pjanic-Arta deal and that's why they're willing to maybe let Arta leave. But, I mean, they've just signed Blaovic on a very, very big deal. It's not seemingly affecting them too much. Ozimen is a very, very good striker. That would be, a you know, a big help to, to Napoli moving forwards. Uh, he's only just returned from a facial injury, I think. That was, I think it was a broken nose, a broken cheekbone or something. Um, and he has to wear a mask now. So, like a, you know, like a protective mask, not a, <laughs> not a face mask. In these days, you have to be very specific about the mask you're talking about. Um but yeah, I don't think it's one that will happen. I don't think it's one that's got legs in the last few days. There's, it's too sporadic. That's why I didn't really include it in the main bulk of the stories today. Um, I see there's a lot of questions about Ozzyman in the chat. Well, hopefully that's answered your thoughts. Uh, Game Boy does pick up though by saying, what about the Douglas Louise story? That's actually something I may have just not talked about. I don't know why I didn't include the Douglas Louise thing. Um, according to a number of sources, uh, Arsenal have an interest in Douglas Luiz, um, which would be a very, very good deal, in my opinion, for Arsenal. I think he's a player that would add quality. He would add uh, certainly depth and strength and depth to the Arsenal team. I think he's a better player than Granit Xhaka. Got better potential than Granit Xhaka. Play him alongside Thomas Partey. I think it would do wonders for Thomas Partey's game, having someone like Luiz next to him. So I would be intrigued. He's got 18 months left on his contract at Aston Villa. And maybe they would be open to selling it. And if they are open to selling him, I don't know how much he would cost, but you'd imagine it'd be something around the 30 to 40 million pound mark, probably. Is that worth it? Would I rather see Bruno Gimoraes join? I think I'd rather see Bruno Gimoraes brought in. But if Douglas Louise turns out to be the player, I'm all for it. I'd be happy with that. Again, we come back to this point that striker is still the priority. Striker has to be the priority. And if he isn't, I'm really concerned about where this window is leading. Uh, Zander says, with the hierarchy stepping in to put a halt to Edu's proposed transfer of Artur, do you think it could lead to questioning of Edu's position? Look, it's lose-lose, isn't it, Zander? If you think about it, it's lose-lose because all Edu is doing is trying to put in place transfers that Arteta wants to happen. Look, they're working together. Sometimes Edu suggests transfers, sometimes Arteta suggests transfers, but it's Edu's job to get the deals done. It's Edu's job to negotiate. It's Edu's job to use his contacts, his network base, to get in links with different clubs, to sign players. But if the hierarchy have stepped in and they're not confident about this deal and they're not confident about doing it, I don't think that's a question of Edu. That's a question of the target. That's a question of whether or not the right decision is being made from the hierarchy. I don't think I point the finger of Edu in this situation. I would point the finger towards the hierarchy and say, 
on what grounds are you looking to block this deal and why but that's very unlikely to ever be revealed so we'll have to we'll have to see if any news comes out about that but i do i wouldn't point the finger at edu because he's the ones that supposedly agreed he's agreed the deal 18 month loan 40 million buy option which is an option which doesn't you know it doesn't lock you into buying him for 40 million euros in 18 months time we'll see um but it's a bit of an odd one bit of an odd one indeed uh Dirk says are there no Cavani type stop gap strikers I mean ironically to Ramey fits that profile quite well uh Rich says Tom I agreed with Arteta about leaving Aubameyang out but not taking him to Dubai seems a bit dangerous if we don't get a striker in uh, we may need to call on Alba thought it might be time to be time to reconcile uh look the Aubameyang situation is very delicate if Aubameyang is not willing to and we don't know this, by the way. But if he's not willing to apologise, if he's not willing to work back to, to getting back into the team under Arteta, who knows? If Arteta is not willing whatsoever to open the door back up to Aubameyang, then that's on Arteta. Um, but at the same time, I support the manager's decision to make players accountable. I got really frustrated with this story and others because the amount of Arsenal fans I see defending people, defending players that have you know, acted unprofessionally, that have had disciplinary problems, that haven't owned up to their own mistakes like Genduzi. And you said a lot of people defend these players that have discredited the club, that have brought this club into disregard, in my view. Like, you can't turn up for a North London derby late as captain. You can't have multiple breaches of these um, regulations, especially during the current climate. It's, it's strange that so many people want to support and defend the actions of those that are you know, to the detriment of Arsenal. And yet people want to defend him. And I don't really get that. But I do feel that, Rich, there's a solid point in arguing if Aubameyang has responded positively, which we don't know either way. But if he has, it would be within the interest of Arteta to bring him back into the fold, considering he's a player that can score goals and we are in a clubbing need of goals right now. We'll see. Uh, let's go with uh, Matt, who says, do we have... To question Gamalash's motivation if he's going to a team in relegation battle, surely it's a massive risk for his career. Look, if you're on a certain amount of money and another club comes in and is willing to level up your wages by a ridiculous amount, I'm never going to hold that against him. I'm never going to hold that against a player moving from one club to another. Um, I, I would obviously always be more critical if they were leaving Arsenal for another club. If it was Arsenal to, say, Newcastle, and it was a player that's in our first team, I would be questioning that a bit more. But in those situations where the wages are significantly improved and contextually they're very, very different, I wouldn't question his motivation because I think he'll now look to try and get them up. And you have to remember that Newcastle are not like a relegation battler like Burnley or like Norwich. They're a team that have got the ambitions with the money that they've got to spend to turn themselves into European competitors. So it's slightly different. Uh, Alex says, Tom, uh, you've always assumed that Arsenal have been looking at multiple targets and not placing all their eggs in one basket. Do you still think that, given the state of business? Yeah, absolutely. I do think that Arsenal had a priority, which was Dusan Vlaovic. But I also think that they've been looking at other players behind the scenes. They simply just may not be willing to fully commit to any other players. Just because they 
appear to have one priority target and you don't necessarily see the discussions going on behind closed doors and if they don't end up signing anyone, it didn't mean that that was false. It doesn't mean that that wasn't true and that all their eggs were in the Vlaovic basket. It just means they didn't move on those players or that they weren't successful in looking for those players or that the clubs of the other teams weren't happy to let those players go. So yeah, I do still think that and I I don't think that football is like it is on a video game. I'm sorry. I know that some people get very sensitive to this theory, but it is the case that football isn't binary. Discussions on transfers transfers aren't binary. It's not one thing, then the next thing, then the next thing. Multiple discussions happen at the same time, all the time. It's just part of the game. It's how it works. Um, no update on Isaac, I'm afraid, Tom, other than the fact that it looks like he's going to stay. Uh, Raul Sosdad will demand the full release clause if he is to leave. And even then, he has to accept the move. So I doubt that's going to happen at this stage. Matt said, if we wasn't to sign anyone, how much pressure is on what we do next summer? It depends where we finish, Matt. Like, if you think about it, if Arsenal finish in the top four, that lowers the pressure off a bit. But if we let Aubameyang go, then we've got no strikers bar Balogun in the summer. The pressure on the striking position would be ridiculous. And Ketia's contract is up. Lacazette's contract is up. Aubameyang could leave. If all of those things happen... We only have Balogun. So the pressure to sign a striker in the summer window is monumental. Arguably, two options. I think maybe a striker and a wide forward that can play in the middle would be sensible. But uh, yeah, the pressure will be a huge amount on the club to sign a striker if they let Aubameyang go between now and then. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, John Wayne has uh, stopped by. He says, uh, could the timing of Arthur be blocked by Mikel Arteta going to America? to meet the Cronkies, have any relevance. I can't wrap my head around why he would travel there unless it was important. No, it absolutely must be important, the reason behind him travelling. The issue is it could be a contractual thing. Like he may be discussing his contract with the owners. That's the other story. With Arteta having less than two years, less than 18 months now on his deal, he could very much be looking to discuss his contract with the owners. It's a weird time to do it, considering there's only a few days left of the window, but that may be what it is. But I do think that there is credence in the suggestions that he's there to discuss the transfer strategy in the next four to five days. I hope that it is, and I hope that we can get some stuff done. Um, it, Arthur's blocking may be related to that meeting. We'll see. But I'm hoping that Arsenal can do something in the next few days. Uh, Vuk says, do you think that Edu was used by Vlaovic's agent to accomplish the move to Juve? I think there's been a lot of games that have been used in this deal. A lot of games. That's all I'm going to say because go any further and you start getting into legalities. Um, Wes says, Tom, can you remember anyone that's not obvious but would be a good addition as a striker for Arsenal? Someone who's not obvious that would be a good addition. The problem is there are a few. Like People laughed at the links to Raul de Tomas, for instance, RDT at Espanyol. He would be a good addition, not as like your marquee striker, He'd be a good addition, but you're never going to pay the money that it would take to get him. He's not worth the money that Espanyol would ask for, but he would bring you goals. He'd give you the the, the six to, to ten goals that you need at the second half of the season in the league. Absolutely, I wouldn't have no doubt in him doing that. But you're not going to pay what Espanyol would want. The same thing goes for plenty of other players, uh, other than Arta Cabral, who I still just can't get my head around. I don't know why why we don't have a have a go at trying to bring him in, why we're letting him go to Fiorentina for so little. It's a really odd one to me. A really, really odd one. But that's the thing is that there may be strikers out there, but clubs aren't going to let them go. Clubs aren't going to let those players leave. 
it doesn't make too much sense. Mediterranean, ironically, again, makes a bit of sense. Uh, I would absolutely go for Luis Diaz at Porto and convert him to a striker. I think he's got the ability to do that. And if Spurs get him, that is a concern. Get Adama Traore in, I'm not too concerned. He has no end product in my view, but Luis Diaz does. And if Spurs get Luis Diaz, that is that is a worry. That is a big, big worry. Uh, Alex Jarvis says, shouldn't we be pleased the board are getting involved and blocking targets? I remember people complaining that nobody told Arteta that signing William was a bad idea. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a solid argument, Jarvis. It really is. Um, it's, a, it's a solid argument that the club stepping in to block certain transfers, block certain moves is good. What I would say is the Willian move preceded a very good summer window last year where we brought in six players of real quality. So I do trust the judgment of Edu and Arteta more so uh, in January now of who they want to go for. I mean, Vlaovic is, obviously was a great target. Unrealistic, it seemed a good target. Artur, I think, would do a really good job for us, but clearly they're not 100% committed to getting that deal done. Um, scrolling down a little bit more, let's go to even more down the chat. Steph says, Tom, why don't Arsenal uh, do what they do best and convert players to different positions? Martinelli, striker, now a left wing, Xhaka at AM in Germany, centre-mid. I don't think Xhaka was an attacking mid, but I think he was more box-to-box in Germany than he has been in, in England. I wouldn't describe him as an attacking midfielder. Uh, centre-mid at Arsenal. Maybe they will make Pepe into a striker. Look, I think we've seen changes. Smith-Rowe has worked really well on the left-hand side for Arsenal. Erdegaard uh, has played in a slightly deeper central midfield, midfield role at times. Martinelli played a lot on the right-hand side when he was in Brazil and has moved a lot to the left-hand side and has played centrally for Arsenal as well. Who else have we got that's changed positions? We've used Ben White at right-back, but that was more out of necessity, I suppose, than anything else. Look, I think that it's a case of Arsenal don't really have the versatility of players to do more of that. They could look to bring in, as I've said, a Luis Diaz, try and convert him, a Kulisewski, try and convert him. Um, and Noah Lang try to play him more at striker. We could do that, but Arteta isn't the most experienced player and hasn't done hasn't got a pedigree or a track record of doing that. So maybe that's why they're not confident in putting the pressure on that one either. Uh, Will Jones is probably unrealistic at this stage in January, but what are your thoughts on Tuchemeni? I think he's one of those that will wait into the summer, and if Arsenal are in the Champions League, maybe, but at the moment, absolutely no chance. Uh, plot twist, says Omar. Arsenal to sign Bruno Gimaraes today on my birthday. Well, good, happy birthday, Omar. I hope you're right. I doubt you're going to be, but happy birthday and I hope you have a great day, mate. Uh, Wilson says, what on earth is going on with Arsenal, Tom? Mike Wilson, I love when you throw these questions in. Uh, who knows? Uh, Reese Jovic is staying at Real Madrid. Ray says, Charles Watts kept saying that he didn't hear that Arsenal was going for Dusham. So where would media get that news from? Maybe from the Italian side, possibly so. I mean, my colleague Chris Wheatley at Football London always reported that he was always keen on remaining with Juventus. Like he always wanted, well, not Juventus, sorry, he always wanted to stay in Italy. His preference was always to stay in Serie A. And that turned out to be the case. Um, Enes says, would you take Dominic Calvert-Lewin? I would, but I don't think you can get him in January. Ojo says, should Edu walk if we don't sufficiently strengthen in January? And there, and there, if we look, if we don't get top four this season... I think there's a good conversation to be had about both of Arteta and Edu and whatever happened during this January and whatever happened throughout the season. Repeat what we did in the first half of the season and I do think that we can get into the top four. Don't do that and don't add to your team and see other teams strengthen and you set yourself up for a big, big loss. 
I think there's a discussion to be had uh, at the end of the season, depending on where we finish. Karim says, Tom, even if we get the Champions League next season, we are not ambitious enough to win trophies. So why would world-class players come to Arsenal? I mean, we won a trophy just less than two years ago. If we're in the Champions League, we're moving in the right direction. If we're going for players like Dusan Vlaovic, I disagree with you, Karim. I think there is ambition there. I think people make light of the ambition that is shown sometimes, want to you know, laugh about it. But the players that we were looking at, the players that we've gone for, the spending that we've we've done in the past you know, few years suggests that the club are wanting to spend. They're wanting to move in the right direction. They're trying to do things. Let's see. But uh, I do disagree with you. I think that Arsenal can still be an attractive proposition, but we need to proposition ourselves into a place where, you know, we can compete better. And that's only going to happen by making smart signings and consistency being added to the team and and better management and in-game management. But we haven't got all of those things right now. Harvey says, do you think Fiorentina will buy Torreira? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They're going to activate that clause at the end of that contract. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, Will says, do, Tom, do you still see Enesri as a viable choice and attainable during this stage of the winter? Well, Martial's obviously moved to Sevilla. That could open up the door to Enesri. I would still do it. I think he's a, a very, very good striker. Um, maybe he's one that we could look to. He's a good option, to be fair. Fingers crossed if Arsenal can find a striker in the next few days that he is on that list because with Martial moving, maybe Enesri opens up that path. Uh, anyway, I've been going over the half an hour. Thank you so much for everyone that's tuned in, as always. I'll be live in just under an hour's time on the Arsenal Way. Link to the channel is in the description. Help us on our way to 10,000 subscribers over there. If you haven't subscribed to TGT already, please do. We are very close to hitting 30,000 subs. Thank you for the continued support. Uh, I'll be back this evening. I think I'm going to be on Lee Judges' channel, uh, LJTV, with Dan Potts and Sophie and Lee. Uh, for a discussion about transfers tonight, 9.15. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that's when that will be. So do join us in the evening if you haven't got any other evening plans. And we'll be live in the chat box and answering plenty more of your questions. And uh, yeah, TGT gang representing another chat box. Always good to see you guys when you jump into those chats and show your representation. Uh, and you back, you back me always, which I appreciate. Uh, so yeah, please, please do join us at 9.15 tonight, UK time. Uh, but other than that, it's been an pleasure to speak to you. Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. See you in less than an hour over on the Arsenal way. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.